stern They said to get your suitcase packed It is splitting at the seams It is splitting at the seams I wonder when you pressed your body Against a friend's flesh was it Leaf Rapids with Dear Sister from their latest album, Citizen Alien. I'm Jan Hall from Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, joined by Carrie Latimer from Leaf Rapids. And I got to say, you know, I've been waiting a year to do this interview. I saw Leaf Rapids play an official showcase, actually, if I remember rightly. I think I introduced them last year. Yes, you did. I, at Folk Music Ontario uh, with the new album. Uh, a wonderful band fronted by Kerry and her husband, Devin. Fabulous performance. Kerry plays the theremin, and how can you not love someone that plays the theremin? But uh, it was great to, to be able to talk to her. And one of the things I noticed when I was introducing her and chatting to her before and after the set was what a wonderful energy this person has. And it made me realize that we really need an interview. Well, unfortunately, we, we talked about trying to get the interview during the year. It never happened. But then I found out that she was coming back to Folk Music Ontario this year. And I said, that's it. We're going to do this interview. We're going to sit down and chat about the music of Carrie Latimer and Leaf Rapids. And obviously, 
uh, the Citizen Alien album. So it's great to have you join us. Now, you're based in Winnipeg, or the Winnipeg area, right? Yeah, that's right. Winnipeg, yeah. full of all, all kinds of amazing musicians. Well, that's right. And I mean, it's got fabulous music scene. Fabulous music scene. I actually moved there accidentally and then uh, decided to live there. It was just completely random that I went there, but <laughs> I went there for a boy and he left and I stayed. So let's turn the clock back to, to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in music. In music. I was a late starter, actually, because I, well, I always, apparently I've been singing since I could breathe. So that's something I love to do. And, uh, but I didn't start playing and writing music until college when uh, I was in a graphic design program that was pretty intense in Alberta, Alberta College of Art. And they take 50. They take 100 students the first year, and then they take 50 the next year. So it was really competitive, and I found it quite stressful and started songwriting to relieve stress and, and, and started realizing, oh, my creativity is actually more genuine in, in a musical field. So then, <laughs> um, actually, even in fourth year, I was playing in a pub at a talent show, and one of my instructors said, oh, you should be a musician, not a not an artist, which I sort of took as a compliment and an insult at the same time because <laughs> I was about to graduate. But I, yes, I got struck by the songwriting bug. So not till, till college. And then I moved to Winnipeg and saw all these amazing musicians and wondered what it would be like to play with these people someday or if it could even be a possibility. And then pretty soon after I started songwriting, I guess, it's just such a great community there. If you know four chords in a song, you're invited up on stage or to collaborate. It's a very non-competitive and enveloping community, which I love. And uh, the rest is history, I guess. I mean, it's interesting because I was talking to someone last night and, you know, there's talk about, you know, wouldn't it be great if Canada had a real uh, countrywide folk organization? Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that would be something that, you know, travel across the country or maybe... Maybe it would be in the center of the country, and people said, "Oh yeah, we should move it, move it to Winnipeg because you know that's pretty much the center, and it does have a fabulous music scene." It does. That would be amazing, and there's a lot of venues still that run. And yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So, um, tell us how you met Devin. Then, I mean, he was playing music as well, and is that how you hooked up? One would think, but actually, when I met Devin, it was oh, we've been together over twenty years now, and. Uh, he didn't play an instrument when we met, and we just started jamming together for fun, and and uh, and then he started learning the bass, and he's a chemist, so he's got a mathematic mind, and he picked it up right away, and as we started playing together, as you know, so much traveling and touring, and a lot of the music industry is not on stage, it's it's behind the scenes. And so just to travel with your partner and your and your children, we bring our kids now and play music with them. And he always has my back and, and he's a great musician. So it's sort of a very romantic gesture that he learned the bass <laughs> in my mind. So that, that's interesting. So he, I mean, it was just once he met you that, you know, I'm what you encouraged him to say, you know, yeah, it may be kind of fun if you picked up an instrument and we could play together. Yeah, really casual. At first, we would just sit around and play music and we would we were learning the bass together, and uh, I was just learning my instrument as well. Then playing guitar, and hadn't even heard of the theremin yet. <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about Leaf Rapids. When did Leaf Rapids actually 
develop as an entity? Leaf Rapids came about because I was in a band previously with Nathan and we were on network records and did a lot of traveling. And then um, the band, a band is hard to keep together, especially as you get older and start having children and, and our bandmates were having to leave their children every time we'd go on tour. So it became harder and harder to get a tour together. And uh, so Devin and I, after Nathan sort of uh, fell apart, we we still wanted to keep doing it. So we just came up with a duo. And right around that time, Steve Dawson from Black Hen approached us and asked us if we wanted to come to Nashville and make a record and asked us if we had any songs. And we lied and said, yes, we do. <laughs> and started writing immediately. And uh, made a record with him in, in Nashville, which was really fun. And what year was that again? Uh, that was 2015, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then Steve Dawson must have been a you know, fabulous producer. I must have been a, a great person to start off with. Amazing, yeah. In fact, I played a showcase with him. He was backing up Jill Barber. And I just, you know, of course, leaned over like everyone does when they see Steve Dawson beside them and said... Feel free to play along with my songs if you if you think you can, you know, <laughs> if you're up to muster. He's so amazing, and he played everything with me as if he had been playing it for years, and it sounded so beautiful. And so it was a really, yeah, genuine collaboration. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> and so, I mean, you, you must have felt connected pretty well. I mean, you obviously, you know, you had, you know, you'd been, you know, on a label before, you, you know, you'd, you'd built lots of connections. That must have really helped you to to develop this new entity as you move forward. Yeah, I think I think that probably was a bit of a leg up compared to somebody just starting out fresh. But I also feel as I'm getting a bit older, I wonder, you know, if I'm such a commodity anymore. We struggle with these these things. And as a woman, like seeing uh, a lot of fresh faces and fresh music and it's and it's exciting, but on the other hand, maybe the excitement isn't isn't as strong as when I, when I was young and fresh, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> so tell us about picking up the theremin. I mean, when you, when you decided to do that, because, you know, when you play the theremin on stage, like everybody who plays the theremin, because you don't appear to be touching the instrument at all and yet making incredible sound. Tell us about what drove you to, to do that. The theremin, yeah, it's a, so it's an instrument for people who don't know that you actually don't touch. You're just interrupting electromagnetic frequencies around two antenna. So you're waving your arms around in the air, a bit like a sorcerer or something. It, it's a very it's fascinating to watch somebody play, and uh, and it takes a while to to get a melody. And the how did um, we there was a song on a Nathan album that we wanted that sound for that was in the science fiction movies uh, when the UFO would come down and you'd hear like a woo and uh, we discovered that was the theremin, and then we couldn't find any theremin players anywhere, and even a theremin. And one day we were, Devin and I were at Mother's Music, a music store in Winnipeg, and there was a theremin for half price in a corner, covered in dust. Nobody knew what to do with it, and and, uh, we took it home, and I just was smitten with it. I don't know. I felt some people can take to it right away, and some people completely are repulsed by it <laughs> and I, I was absolutely had fallen in love with it and became a little bit obsessed with it and play I play quite a bit and um now I'm actually gonna start a theremin soundtrack is my next project that I'm gonna work on 
that's that got some nice funding from Canada Council and I've written a script so I'm writing the soundtrack for a silent film that hasn't been created yet and I'm hoping it'll branch into something. And that will just use the theremin or Yeah, just theremin, I think, and voice and some synthesizers. I'm going to I'm stepping outside of my own comfort zone a bit. That sounds exciting. Now I sense that uh theremins, you know, probably take a little bit of time to get set up to perform. It's a um, bit of yeah, it's a bit finicky and unpredictable, which is maybe part of the reason why a lot of people don't play it in public. <laughs> There's a I know some people that absolutely won't play it in public because because of that reason, but even though they're really good. But yeah, it takes a lot of practice and it you rely purely on your ear. There's no frets or, or any markings to to tell you where you are. So it it it's a big learning curve at the beginning, but but if you can figure it out and and you love it, if you can express yourself through it, I guess it's definitely and it, worth. Is it quite comfortable to you know reproduce the sound? I mean, I can imagine using it in a studio where you can you know tape everything that you create. But I'm wondering in live performance. I mean. You know, could you use the theremin, like for instance, on you know several different nights, and and get almost like a a different sound each time you play it? It's pretty predictable that way. The one I have is a Moog theremin. He, Bob Moog was really fascinated. I think he even started making them before keyboards, so it's a little bit more reliable than the, the original ones that were made by Leon Theremin. But it's uh, finicky, I guess, in that. The, the height of the ceilings and the things around you, the proximity of other objects in your field will affect the pitch. So you kind of have to, ad- you can adjust it for each situation, but it just takes a bit of, a and bit I, of time. And I'm, I'm imagining that, that that also could mean that whoever else is on stage with you and whatever else they're doing, yeah, that could seriously impact what you could achieve with a theremin. I've done a couple high kicks at people to get them out of my field during yeah. a live show. And I think actually when you introduced us, I was sweating because right before our showcase, it wasn't turning on. It just wasn't powering up. And then it did at the last second, which was a relief. But those kinds of things really make me nervous. <laughs> so when when you use it in the show, then you what you'll play two or three songs that will use the theremin, or is that you know part of the show would would have the theremin and then yeah, we use know, it quite a it. lot now. Actually, we um, I'll do a lot of looping. I have a looping pedal. If it's a duo show, Devin and I will do some looping, and he plays percussion with his feet as well as playing bass and we can get a pretty full sound and we'll work in the theremin that way and we have a couple of just purely bass and theremin tunes so you can mm. hear the actually there's one song on on our record that's just a theremin uh, instrumental <laughs> well the, you know one of the things i love about it is is the fact because you know you, the, you you're very graceful on stage and the way you play is, oh, is thank quite beautiful you. yeah <laughs> You can use that tape again if you need to. <laughs> yes, I think I will. In my mind, I'm I'm kind of a spaz, so <laughs> that's nice to hear. It's translating differently. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So let, let's talk about the music. Citizen Alien was the last album, and this yeah. is an album that I think means a great deal to you, doesn't it? It does, because I was I was mining the stories of our fa- of my family and of Devin's family's our history and uh, and about how our relatives came to Canada and what their experiences were, because I think a lot about that as I'm getting older, being so grateful every time I do laundry and think of Devin's grandmother, who I asked her how they did laundry up in the north in the winter. And 
she's such a cheerful woman. She just said, oh, well, you know, we first you cut a hole in the river, you cut a hole with an axe, and then you bring up the water, and you wash your clothes, and then you hang them on the line to freeze, and then you bash away the first layer of ice, and then you bring it inside. And it just was, you know, it would take all day to do all those simple chores, and 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 all everybody has such crazy family stories, and mine included. I have more even that I haven't talked about, but I just thought it just sort of took over in my writing. And, and so, yeah, it's, an, it's very special because the stories were, a lot of them stemmed from real family. So uh, of the tracks on the album, there's 10 tracks. I One instrumental, so that would be nine stories. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, does that mean that you started with a story and then developed it from there? Or is that the way you decided to work? I, yeah, I tend to usually just be really spontaneous with writing and try to catch that wave when it comes and keep meticulous notes. And for this one, I tried to actually start with the story, like you were saying, and, uh, and see if I could find my own way through that story and and not just tell the story, but try to see if I could become the person, become a character in the story, either the main character or one like Dear Sister is actually about the sister of the person the story is actually happening to and but yeah using using those stories as as a launching point and but actually trying to stick to the story <laughs> well we started off with dear sister that was the first track we played so did it take long to to bring that song together um that's a good question i can't remember i think that one and the song virginia both sort of clarified what i was trying to do with this album but it um, it probably took me a few months, I would say. I had I got it. Um, a friend of mine has this beautiful son, and we were dancing, and she told me I uh, was actually shunned from my community in outside of Winnipeg when I was a teenager, pregnant teen. Uh, there was a meeting by the the committee. I guess well, it was a it was a Mennonite community that got, that used to get together. And they would shun people if you were outside of the, the religious rules. So um, her family was supposed to shun her as well. But they all just packed up and moved to Winnipeg, actually, and, and left that community. And I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen anymore, but I'm, I'm not a, an expert on that. But I was so struck by just being a pregnant teen. I mean, who hasn't you know, worried about that as a teenager? There's so much stigma, even though it takes two people to make a pregnant teen. It's very hard because you, I mean you, but your own heritage comes from Japan, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I I would imagine there must be lots of stories from the way your family was treated when they first came. A lot of suspicion. Yeah, um, especially during there's I guess Citizen Alien is about that experience that my family went through and leaving the West Coast. They got about. They had got a few days to pack up, and and they got boarded on a train and taken out to Alberta to work on a sugar beet farm and live in a chicken coop. And my grandma would talk about the wind blowing through the slats of their uh, chicken coop. That they were there were five of them living in there, and it just uh, I can't even imagine. It's interesting because you know we started with the sister. We're going to move ahead and play Citizen Alien, but I'm just thinking that. You know, with the the state of the world just now and, you know, a great deal of suspicion coming back, Mm -hmm. you know, in relation to people that are different, people who come from elsewhere, people who may be perceived to be 
taking advantage of what other people jealously guard as their own. Coming up with an album like Citizen Alien must, you know, must have been a good time to actually bring back these stories and and raise these issues for you. Yeah, it feels it feels like it is a good time, and especially thinking that wasn't that long ago. That was, you know, a couple of generations ago, one generation ago. I mean, my aunt was part of the internment camp, but um, if that happened now, which isn't that far fetched, Devin and I would be considered a mixed marriage and myself and the children having uh, Japanese blood would have got put to the camps and and we'd be separated basically Mm. our family and I think lots of families were separated. So Citizen Alien as the title track let's listen to that just now. This is Leaf Rapids with Citizen Alien the title track of their latest album. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio and I'm Jan Hall. Gotta go, I'm coming with you. We'll cross the new divide. You are my mystery, future and history. I'm always on your side. I'm always on your side. You pay. Citizen alien, citizen 
That's Leaf Rapids with Citizen Alien, the title track from their sophomore release. Carrie Latimer from Leaf Rapids is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're at the Folk Music Ontario conference. Now, this album, I think, was produced with Rusty Matthias from The Sheepdogs. Tell us a little bit about working on this project. Rusty's a very good friend of ours and a local sonic genius of Winnipeg. And uh, we worked together actually on a album called Middle of Nowhere, which was self-titled. And that project was five songwriters. We went into a cabin for seven days and made our entire album. We started writing, we recorded it there. We finished the whole thing in the seven days. So it was very intense amazing, fun project. And that was with uh, Rusty Mattias, Grant Davison, Alexa Dirks, who's in Begonia, J.P. Ho, and myself. Which is interesting because all these people have really great individual careers. Yeah, when uh, they asked me to par- be part of this, I was like, yeah. yes. I mean, you've got, you know, Grant Davidson, Slow Leaves, you meant to yes, mentioned slowly. Alexa Dirks, Begonia, and um, I mean, she gets name-checked all over the place. Oh, yeah, we're really excited about her in Winnipeg right now. She's Yeah, no, yeah. Th- that's great. It's to, to have so many people coming together. Do you think it's, you know, people talk about Winnipeg, you know, with the long winters, um, you know, people having to find things to do. Do you think that makes people more open to, you know, working together to, to create like this? I definitely do because I consider winter... Uh, yeah, just really a creative pot. Everybody holds up. We don't want to go outside too much. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's really fun because you hunker down in the, in the cold, you get all these projects done, and then the spring comes and you shave your head or dye your hair and let your skin touch the sun and, every, and ex- you're exploding with all this new stuff. Look what I did all winter. And yeah, it's funny. I always remember the first time that I ever left the airport in Winnipeg <laughs> was uh, in the previous work life. But yeah. I was heading out to, to spend some time uh, with some of the, the folks I worked with. And they told me it was going to be cold. <laughs> I always remember it's going to be cold. I could not believe how cold it was when I left the airport that day. Because, you know, I, I, I come from the UK. I have UK blood. We used to <laughs> rain and wet. Yeah. Uh, damn cold, which is but a whole other thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Yeah, but it was like, boy, Winnipeg in winter. It's uh, pretty fascinating, and yeah. it gets that wind, and it's like cold daggers shooting through you sometimes. But yeah. I find the wet colds harder. Well, it's funny enough. Yeah, now I've been in living in Canada for a while. I go back to the UK, and I can't believe I can't cope with damn cold anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't warm up. Or no, it's kind of, sinks into you. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it just seems to to be too much. Let's talk about the videos on the album, because you've created videos for, I think, a few of the songs now. Dear Sister, we started off, and I think that was a video that you encouraged other people to help with? Yeah, I thought it would be fun. We were noticing a lot of pianos were getting offered to be given away, and I was trying to find some friends that needed a piano. Our kid's piano teacher is in love with pianos, and so if anyone ever has one they're trying to get rid of, he calls me, and I'll find someone. But... uh we just thought, oh, it'd be fun to get everybody to sing the lyrics of the song in front of their old pianos, whoever has one, and we'll just edit it together, and that'll be the cohesive part of the song. And, and uh, lots of people sent in some great lip-syncing videos. And yeah, that's when I first started to edit on iMovie. And it was, uh, it was a big learning curve, but super fun. I actually really enjoy it. So we made a couple more after that. 
Was there a, a video version of Citizen Alien as well? <laughs> there is, and that was uh, a green screen, so we, or I guess blue screen. We set up a big tarp in front of our friend's motorcycle with a sidecar, and and uh, then we got to put in the footage. A lot of the footage actually is, um, so it looks like you're driving in a motorcycle with the green screen background, and all the backgrounds we took were mostly from Europe when we went on tour with the Good Lovelies and and a lot of Winnipeg as well. So that was really fun. I highly recommend playing with green screen. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say highly recommend playing with the Good Lovelies too, because oh, you yes, played a lot too. in Europe. Oh, yeah. They're, and, they're, that was such a fun tour. Oh, yeah. They really are lovely. They are. <laughs> well, definitely really, really lovely. But Leaf Rapids are lovely as well, and that is the subject of today's interview. <laughs> I want to go back and play the fascinating song, Barbershop Shears, because this is just like, I mean, there must be an incredible story with this song. I guess the story is right in the song. So, yeah, it is incredible, though, I think. Yeah, tell us about it. Well, my great-grandmother, Asa Fukami, was a mail-order bride from Japan. And so she came to Canada, married a barber who she hadn't met until she started, until she came to Canada, and worked as a barber with him in his, he was managing a barbershop. And their clientele was primarily lumberjacks. So as she was cutting one particular gropey lumberjack's hair, uh, <laughs> he got a little too friendly with his hands and she stabbed him in the thigh with her scissors. <laughs> I guess he never did that again. No, that's true. And it yeah. actually turned out that they got a lot of business after that because everyone wondered who this tiny Asian woman was who taught Mick some manners. <laughs> Is there a video for this song? Uh, no, there is not. No, oh, maybe, ah, we'll yeah, put it out yeah. there. Maybe someone could. Yeah. I did wonder, you know, when you, with the, the interest in video, I mean, to me, it sounds like your art school training is alive and well in everything you do. It's funny that you say that because I'm now, yeah, I'm starting to bring back a lot of visual elements. I guess, yeah, it's, I, I guess I miss it a bit. As being a mother and playing music, you don't get a lot of time to do visual art. So I actually have worked it into my next project that I have to create the illustrations to go along with the the script for the Theremin project. So it's forcing me to do some more visual. Oh, so when you do the the soundtrack, which is going to be the, the silent movie for the using the Theremin, you're going to be creating a lot of the visuals for that? Yeah, too? I think I'm going to create kind of like a storyboard, maybe. Yeah, like a storyboard in a way. And I'm, and I'm hoping actual filmmakers will create the films after. It sounds fun. I can certainly see why... Anybody would want to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to Barbershop Shears. This is Leaf Rapids from their wonderful album, Citizen Alien. And this is Barbershop Shears. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. Oh, 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 do you? 
That's Leaf Rapids with Barbershop Shears from their great 2018 album, Citizen Alien. Thank you. Carrie Latimer from Leaf Rapids is our special guest at Folk Music Ontario today for Folk Roots Radio. We're in our mobile studio. It's the first afternoon of the conference, so we're just sort of chilling out a little bit as we chat about the music of Leaf Rapids. We've got some rest. (laughs) (laughs) I, I kind of wonder, you know, where things are going because, you know, we live in this very interesting world as far as music's concerned. That's for sure. I mean, it's it's scary because, you know, people can't seem to make the money that they used to be able to make actually, you know, creating albums on CD or vinyl and, and selling them. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that market is definitely shrinking dramatically. I mean, such that now people will spend more making vinyl, even though you know, vinyl went away 20-odd years ago, but it's come back. So interesting, isn't it? Um, 
Because they can sell more of that and people are, are more interested in that than in CDs. And, you know, now we've got, you know, streaming, but we also have video. And I just wonder, even though, you know, things are changing with, there seems several things about the Leaf Rapids project that to me means that, you know, you might actually be quite well placed to to take advantage of some of the changes that are going on. Do you feel any of that? Um, I definitely notice a plummeting CD sales, but uh, yeah, I guess it's, I mean, it's so cliche. We, we don't do it for that reason. And it just, this album felt so fulfilling to make. And uh, we talked a bit about making the album with Rusty, but it, it was such a, I did a lot of it in my home studio first because I wanted a more relaxed and genuine vocal take. So I recorded my vocals and guitars. And I think Devin recorded his bass. And we did that in our home studio where I feel relaxed. And I, once, once I get into the studio, I think I try too hard. And, I, and uh, a lot of it is rushed at the end of the recording process. Vocalists will find, okay, we got this last day to do the vocals now that every, all the bed tracks are done. And I don't like that process. So it was just such a dream making this record. I did all my vocals and guitar first, and then Rusty and I just went in the studio and just had pretty much playtime and layered everything on top of it. And uh, I completely veered off, <laughs> I think, what we were talking about. Oh, being well-placed. Um, that's nice of you to say. I, yeah, I guess. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, with your, you know, strong interest in training and visual art, the, you know, you you know, to me that you, you see the color in the music all the time. I think the fact that you play a theremin, you know, really, um, I mean, if ever an instrument would be lovely to be able to see all the colors. Right. Yeah, um, I see what That you would mean. be one. But, you know, to me, it seems, uh, I'm interested in the, the fact that you said that, you know, you like to record a lot of what you're going to produce yourself before you go to work with somebody else. Yeah, I so haven't your done vision, that before. Your vision is really strong before they they come in you know you're not at the you're not needing someone to bring their vision and you know it's interesting because on the first album with Steve Dawson was that also a situation where you you had a pretty good idea of where that was going or was that, there perhaps more of him there in the beginning that one I, I I specifically tried a different method where I wanted to take a almost a hands-off approach to production so I let Steve and that's how Steve likes to work too anyway <laughs> and so I just completely let go of the reins and and uh I wanted to try being produced and uh and then I think so probably it was a really interesting experience and, and I liked how it turned out but I, I guess I repressed so much of my control freak nature and so the next one I was really excited to just dig back into into the production part of it I really love that part and I do some film uh, soundtracks on the side. I do some film composing, and so I love that that part of it, layering sounds. But it is almost a visual thing now that you mention it. Do, do you think more in the future? I mean, you this soundtrack album with the theremin is that going to be something that you you mentioned you're going to you know get some film directors try and get them interested in helping. But yeah. is is the plan on the musical side of things that you will do more and more of that yourself? The, I'm gonna pretty much do the whole thing by myself. I want to layer lots of vocals, which I haven't done before, and with the theremin and, and bring in just a little bit of, I think, synthesizers. But it would be lovely to have some 
I'm dreaming now, but symphonies, play with symphonies. I've done three years with the, at the New Music Festival with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, and it's just such a, such a rush and such a, uh, it would be amazing to do that, especially if there were some silent films to play along to. <laughs> it's just growing huge in my head. Or it's going to be a, a tiny little intimate project in my studio. It'll still be fun Well, today. and there are so <laughs> many wonderful silent films that, you know, I mean, that people have of written new soundtracks to go with. I mean, that you know, that, right. that's quite common. I mean, it, to me, it's it still feels like the future is very much there to be written as far as leaf rapids are concerned. And it's so interesting to not have any lyrical things yeah. to think about. Yeah. Even though you obviously, when you were collecting the stories for Scissors and Alien, that was a really big part of that project. Yeah. Yeah. C- can we talk about the live show? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've been on tour to Europe quite a bit this year. Uh, you play around Canada. You play sometimes with a band, sometimes just you and Devon, I guess, depends on where and when and, you know, yeah. what sort of guarantee you're being offered to Exactly, to yeah. yeah, kind of letting the, the project grow as the budgets yeah. grow and our, and our um, we get a little bit more known. But this, the people we're playing with right now are Joanna Miller, who plays drums on the record, and her partner, Chris Dunn, who has some guitar on the record as well. And it's And they are just so amazing to play with they're both really really good at what they do and they're lovely people to hang out with so i we're hoping to i've actually i'm a little bit mad at them because they've got me so excited playing live shows with them that my songwriting voice is kicking in again usually i uh, it'll shut off while we're promoting the a record i'll have to shut it off because it distracts me from all the grant writing and every all the business stuff i have to get done but it's kicking in and i <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at them for inspiring me to write again because I have other things to do, like a theremin project. <laughs> yeah, because you have all of these things. But I guess that yeah. you know the the thing with grant writing. I know you you know it's one thing to write a grant, then you have to you know create the material that the grant was written for, and then you have to write all the reports that go with it. But the the bottom line is that you can you can stack these things up to 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 move along, so you can keep that creativity flowing. Yeah, that's. That's the balance to try and keep. <laughs> oh, I think you do it very well. I'm very excited and I, I'm thrilled that, you know, it sounds like you're, you're finding ways to bring all your training in, bring your love of music, and then using all these wonderful people in Winnipeg yeah, on I guess your albums as well. If you just try to focus on the expression part and the, and the, the art of it, all of the business stuff feels secondary and handleable and and just so much I don't know just so fulfilling I feel like this is my favorite time of my life right now I feel not too scared I used to get such bad stage fright I think what's helping me is just I feel so passionate about what we're singing about and and it feels uh like really legitimate stories I want to tell like a folk singer I guess and I just yeah I guess the more genuine you can be exploring all of your expressions the the more you can sustain it I just know so many people that are kind of dropping out of the music business like you said because it's so hard and it's hard to make a living and I don't even know can you make a living from music you know not a lot of people can anymore get a job well I think you have to be as creative as you can in as many different ways as you that's can. right yeah and maybe have a little side job which is and, and have that's that right. too. Yeah. and you know and I've said in these interviews before I know people who have had side jobs all the way through yeah but if you actually 
listen to them, see them play, talk to them, you wouldn't even know there was a side job. Because I know, I'm always they so manage their two careers quite happily. Yeah. You know, and that's good. Carrie Latimer, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Now, people want to learn more about Leaf Rapids. How can they do that? They can go to leafrapids.org. And that's where we, we find everything. Yeah. I want to finish with another song from the album. Now, this is a song that has a wonderful video, and I love it because you're in the video. <laughs> Uh, skating along a canal. It, it is a frozen canal. It's yet and the it, river it's just a, a beautiful video. And this, you know, we we talked a bit about you know Winnipeg, Manitoba in the winter. Um, <laughs> there's still a lot of beauty out there. Tell us a little bit about there they go. This one's a bit of a funny story. It's not about my own family. I had read an article about Melania Trump. It was an article about her Instagram postings. And, and it was deciphering her personality. And all of the photos were of, say, the park outside her window through the spring, through the summer, through the winter, and then pe- the people in her lives from behind and or from above. And she was, like, very inconspicuous. And it, it felt lonely if you looked at these pictures. The way she was, this woman writing the article, described it as very lonely. And then I kind of was thinking, oh, well, that's... No, you know, you can't really judge someone by their Instagram photos. And then I realized I had spent all this time <laughs> judging now this writer of these Instagram photos. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to write a song about those lonely photos. And I, I think it actually feels like how social media feels to me, just watching from afar and vicariously seeing all these people doing these exciting things and feeling makes you feel actually a little less connected in a way. And the video with the, the deciding to do it that way. Oh, yeah, was, that. Was, the, was, that, was that an antidote to this? Or, I mean, there's something very genuine about that. Or are you one of those people that we, you know, watch, oh, look at the wonderful life she has, <laughs> you know, skating down the canal in the winter. I think, well, that one came spontaneously because Devin woke me up in the morning and He's a, he is a really good photographer. And so he said, the lighting is great right now and the weather is good. Get dressed up. We're going to go skate that or shoot that video on the river that we always talked about. And he skated backwards the whole time holding the, holding his iPhone. And so it's, yeah, we spent the morning skating along the river and there weren't a lot of people. And I, I was stunned by how it, like he has such an eye for that. I was stunned how beautiful the landscape was and the, and the, you could see the depth and the cracks in the ice and, and uh, yeah, I guess it has a, a lonely, isolated feel to it as well, which, which went along with the song. He's yeah. a smart cookie. <laughs> smart cookie. You're a smart cookie. You obviously make a great couple. It's been <laughs> an absolute you. pleasure. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm a really big fan and, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate this. Thank you. This is Leaf Rapids with There They Go from their wonderful album, Citizen Alien. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm Jan Hall. Thanks again. Thank and you. Daphne, you've got to see Carrie Latimer play the theremin. I like the idea with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. That would be <laughs> very cool. My high rise.
those faces glued together 